0: Welcome to Best in Class, the podcast where we talk about the best versions of the best cars. Thank you for joining me, Steve, and my good friend, Adam. Buenos dias, Steve! As we argue (laughs) over when our favorite cars are at the top of their game. Now, before we go into uh, this contraption, this brand that we're going to talk about, we have a very special guest. Yes. Uh, My good friend, colleague, and uh, favorite, probably favorite BMW racing driver. Uh, Ezra has joined
1: us today. Welcome to the pod. Good evening, guys. Thanks for having me. uh, Absolutely. I'm excited to jump into all things race cars, crashing stuff, and why BMWs are absolutely the best race car ever. Wait, 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 wait. This is going to be a long one.
2: He's your favorite racer.
0: Out of BMWs, yeah. I like the ones that retire.
2: (laughs) 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 I'm not your favorite racer.
0: No, no.
2: That's hurtful, Steve. That's the idea. It's hurtful.
0: That's the idea. So... Uh, take us a little bit through, like, without, you I'm know. I'm taking
1: your sponsorship off the car. Yeah.
0: Tell us about some BMW racing. Like, how long you've been doing it? Um, what were you racing? So so we can understand.
1: Okay. All right. All right. BMW stuff. So track-wise, I started on track with an E30 M3. It was my actual first car that I ever competed in. So, you know, The C30 M3 that I had, I I ended up doing some solo autocross stuff. And, you know, that was amazing. If you don't know what autocross is, you know, it's basically like some kids at the park going around Orange County. Essentially. Yeah. But it's usually seniors.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. that's (laughs) That's a pretty good description actually yeah Yeah. it's like aarp meets racing kids and seniors and
1: nothing in between no No. that's that's a hundred percent correct and you 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 only have to um skip a few meals to be able to afford it exactly you know exactly it's 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 kind of the low dollar entry point it's like el toro
0: like all that kind of stuff uh, that's exactly right i've done san diego el toro i'm sorry you've done that yeah yeah you've done autocross yeah yeah why do you think i'm such a wheel man
1: I don't. Yeah, I straight up kidding? don't. I, I kind of want to know what car that was in. Yeah, uh, got, Oh, yeah. okay, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's a good choice yeah. for that. Yeah, we did great. Yeah, we yeah. spun out three times. Yeah, <laughs> perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. So when I first moved to L.A., I I fell into this E30 M3, actually purchased right down the street here on Lincoln here in Santa Monica in 1999, and I bought it off of this used car lot over here for 99.95. Nice. And if you know anything about what the E thirty M three market is doing right now, ninety nine ninety five for a car with under a hundred thousand miles was a pretty incredible buy at the time. Yeah. I felt like I found an absolute gem. Now, at that time, you're
0: pretty deep into BMW, like, fandom. Hell no. Well, yes. 100% okay.
1: into the fandom. Okay. But never thought I could afford one or would want one. But oh, as soon this as is I, your first BMW. My, this is my first okay. BMW. Okay. Got it. I fell in love with the car years back, you know, when I first saw, like, the BMW ARC car, the M3, the yep. yep. 30 yep. M3 ARC car, which yep. I just absolutely blew my mind. And, you know, the very nature of the purpose behind this car and the way it was built and the way it was designed, I was just, I was absolutely in love with it. Okay. And so when I saw this thing come up for sale, I had a few bucks in my pocket. I went in. I said, I want to test drive this thing right now. The guy let me take it out of the marina down the 90 and just told me to get on it. Yeah. And I just got on it. And, we, you know, we were cranking along, and I just looked down at the speedometer, and I said, sold. And I just paid them exactly what they were asking, and I walked <laughs> away with this car, right? Yeah. And I basically daily drove this car. What in LA. color was it? What were the— It was diamond Schwartz black with a natural interior. Convertible. <laughs> not a convertible yeah. okay. oh, no 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 they definitely <laughs> didn't make this car in convertible but they i'm not even sure that they yeah most everyone that i've ever seen has yeah. always come with a sunroof i don't know if they ever made it as a slick top without a sunroof but really there weren't a lot of options you know. and this is
0: your daily this is your. this is my daily okay. i daily drove this thing and at around. that point you were still doing advertising or you're doing yeah advertising? yeah I was, okay. I was just
1: kind of getting going in advertising okay. i just moved out from boston and um you know I, I i had made a few dollars via the screenplay that i wrote which coincidentally was about motorcycle racing and you know i had a few dollars i had like an option payment yeah and i basically dumped the whole op- option payment smart. on this car smart yeah you smart. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah so <laughs> yeah you know i actually yeah i used that as leverage to get the loan to buy it's like plan. a young adam <laughs> i was going to
2: say you advertising guys are a smart bunch yeah
0: yeah okay so it's it's 1999 roughly
1: well, yeah, 1999, and I'm in this thing. I'm daily yeah. driving it, and yeah. then I, I learn via a car meetup somewhere about this idea of autocrossing. Okay. And so I start autocrossing with the SCCA and, you know, doing a couple of events here and there, and it was fantastic. And then one day, uh, the car got totaled. I oh, was, I one, was, one day, one day, like, like one day, I was involved? stopped at a crosswalk. <laughs> Somebody came out and smashed it. Yeah. yeah, I was just you know I was stopped at a crosswalk and and there was this you know I looked up in the rearview mirror and, and this girl was just barreling towards me, rifling at something ah, in her passenger seat. Yeah. yeah, and I just had time to say oh and wham, and the car just spun through the intersection and I ended up in the back seat and it was a whole mess, but the car got totaled. Okay, so that car goes away. And I used the money that I recoup from that car to get into a uh, 2000 Z3 M Coupe. Oh. As you know. The, the green, green Goblin. One. Yeah, oh, exactly. Boy, the Evergreen M Coupe. <laughs> oh. So I have this car, oh. and now I'm dealing in this car. That's not
0: green, by the way. That's like baby poop it's green. It's evergreen, oh, brother. That's yeah. what they call it. How evergreen
1: many... over evergreen. That's wow. Those are the specs. Oh. One of yeah. 41. That's yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah. This it is... was a strong move. Actually, when I bought that car, I had to bring my – then girlfriend, now wife, back and forth to the dealership three different times oh to no. see it in three different kinds of daylight <laughs> because I was so concerned about this color <laughs> and what it would mean for my overall say it. Say uh, it. self image. Yeah. So, you know? So, it, was so bowl, it was a bold it was a bold choice.
0: Dawn, midday and dusk. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> And you were still, uh, yeah, just just screenwriting or or. or uh,
1: no, at that point I had moved into representation, okay. and you know I had this kind of business trying to get off the ground, yeah. and so that car eventually so you've had that thing for a while. The M Coupe I've had since yeah. two thousand three. Okay. Yeah. Wow. The guy that bought that car. At an auction in Colorado, almost got fired by the dealership when he brought it back because they thought he was out of his mind. They were yeah. like, we couldn't sell these cars in New and They were right. Yeah. And how right. are we how are we possibly going to sell this thing this color, with 2,000 miles on it used? How has that color been used since? Uh, not on BMWs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Maybe on like <laughs> Receptacles or <laughs> trash cans, like, hospitals, yeah, <laughs> hospital rooms. Yeah, 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 it's,
1: yeah uh, it's it's. But uh, it's an amazing car. You know, it's an amazing color it, combined with the black interior. You know, the, the thing has the S52 engine. It's an amazing driving experience, and it kind of goes back to the whole way that I see BMWs because, in, in you know, most people think these cars look terrible you know most people yeah, they're call, they're they call the cloud shoe for a reason they, are. they look they are. ridiculous yeah that's right? just the drivers but when yeah. you get in the car and you drive it the experience of driving it like every bmw i've ever owned is absolutely off the charts yeah. and it's so connected right so anyway absolutely love that car then the family comes and i have to get into a four door so okay. i get into a, a v8 m3 i get into a 2009 oh. okay so you're, v8 you're m3 so BMW.
2: not yeah you didn't go full minivan no. you like Yeah, you had to get rid of the two
0: door. But Do you come from a family of BMWs? Like dad had a BMW or you you came out of California and you're like, I'm not in bad weather anymore.
1: No, I literally fell in love with BMWs when I saw that image of the E thirty M3R car. Okay. The moment I saw that car and looked at it and kind of understood what they did with that car in terms of the homologation to make it a racing car, I was like, that is amazing. The fact that you can take a car that is meant for the road and sell Tens of thousands, or however many E thirties that they yeah. sold, and then homologate it and turn it into a race car like that is amazing to me. So that's why I fell in love with BMW because okay. they did that. All right. So E ninety M three V eight. I start tracking that car. Loved it, but there was something about the um, the evolution of BMW at that point. The car had become really heavy. It goes through tires and brakes. You know, it becomes a bit of a an expensive. Uh, undertaking to go fast on track in this car. And I start looking around me, and I'm like, how come nobody else is driving big V8 four-doors on the track? (laughs) Probably because I'm tearing through tires and brakes like nobody's business. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I made the decision to get into an E46 M3 with a friend of mine. For a race car? As a track car. As a track car. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No thought of racing at this point. No. No. No, just, no, no, Just track days. Just going fast. Just track days. Just okay. doing track days. Okay. Southern California, doing Button Willow, doing um, Willow Springs, yep. doing Walla, and just going around with my buddies and doing these track days, okay. which was an incredibly good time. Skip
0: forward to first day on track in a race. This will lead us into our, our topic.
1: <laughs> well, I got to say that like being on track at Auto Club on the banked Roval and an E46 M3 wearing shorts and a (laughs) T-shirt with your family in the stands looking down at you. Yeah. And then seeing the speedometer going 136 miles an hour is a really, really good starting point for moving into racing. Because at that point, you're thinking about yourself in a fiery ball. Yep against the wall, yep. and you're thinking it might be better if I'm wearing a fire suit yeah. and have maybe, a little cage.
2: Maybe if I had a cage, maybe if I had a helmet, you know, <laughs> and some shoes that are made out of plastic
0: would yeah. be best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: These Adidas sneakers are not going to serve me well. No. <laughs> okay. okay. So you get through that, and you're like, all right, family, I'm going racing. Yeah. Essentially, what happened was, you know, I started thinking about the idea of turning the E46 M3 into a race car. That was so cost prohibitive, it made absolutely no yeah. sense. And and I, I, I wanted to investigate a way to, like, get on track, do some racing, and do it in a class where there are actually, like, some cars to race against. Because a lot of the entry-level racing classes, you know, you can end up in a class racing against two or three people. Yeah. And that's not racing, right? Yeah. No. So a friend of mine up in San Francisco I would known for a number of years, I started talking to her about the fact that I was interested in racing, and she was like, my husband races. Oh, okay. And he races Spec E30. I'm like, what's Spec E30? And she's like, well, you should talk to him. And I get the guy on the phone, and he starts explaining to me what E30 racing is. And he tells me basically that it's like slow, low-dollar racing for old guys. Yeah. And you're like, done. I'm going to call my friend <laughs> Steve and tell him <laughs> yeah. to jump on yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So, uh, decisions made to get
1: into it. You do... I get up to San Francisco okay. and I meet the guy who handles these cars and and a guy named Ray Zanotto runs a company up there called Sonoma Valley Racing, incredible guy. He rents me a car, and I'm like, I'm going to give this thing a shot. Yeah, it's 160 horsepower. Yeah, the car is 30 plus years old, yeah. you know. But let's try it out. Like, okay. I don't know what part of me thought that I was going to be a good enough race car driver to drive a hundred thousand dollar. And, and now
0: there's no not up, there's been no like race school before this or like just autocross
1: and. Well, to get on track in a race car, you don't actually need to be – you don't need to go to racing school. Like, you can rent race cars. Any one of us can go and rent a race car right now and get on track. You don't need to have a racing license. No, no. But to be in a – But to be in a race – Yeah, to be in a race. You got to go go to a race school. Okay. You know, and get a racing license. Okay. And the the first thing I wanted to find out was whether or not this even made sense and was going to be fun. So I got in the race car with Ray. He took me on a hot lap with me in the passenger seat. Yeah. I almost passed out and threw up <laughs> Oh. and I had to give him the finger wave to like get off the track. He pulls in and he's like, what'd you think of that? And I was like, I'm sold. You know, oh, okay. it was such an incredible Again. experience. <laughs> uh, this
2: If there's one thing I have learned from this podcast, yeah. it's how to sell him something. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. Just make him feel uncomfortable or yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And he'll buy it. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So uh, you're passed out, not feeling well, and you're like, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to sign." Okay.
1: okay. Where do I sign? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. So, um, so yeah, I actually, I just, I just found a car that was for sale, and I went and bought it. Okay. So and you,
2: you were mentioning earlier, uh, before we started recording, that you were concerned coming from a big V eight yeah. car down to a tiny little, you know, E thirty. Yeah. You thought the thrills weren't going to be there. I what exact what exact thrills did you feel when you were passengering in that car?
1: So what I felt was another level of skill. Involved in racing, another level of um, risk that was elevated from the way that the car was moving around the track. Okay, and you know, just realizing that like driving a slow car fast doesn't have anything to do with the horsepower. It doesn't have anything to do with the, you know, the it's weight just distribution. How big your
0: budget is, essentially. Right? And, and how
1: <laughs> and and truly like. No, I'd
2: say it's skills. Like taking.
1: I'm not going to give him any credit. In, yeah.
2: <laughs> in, an, in an E30 or even better a Miata, it's about carrying momentum through a corner. But with a big like V8 car, you can just you can hide a lot with the horsepower, to a point. Like you can exit a corner really fast because you have all that horsepower. In a little low power car, you don't have that choice, and you have to take that corner perfectly at a really high, scary speed. That's right. That's the only way you're going to
0: do it. Yeah. Are you going to take them under your wing? <laughs> he gets it. I just need to convince him to continue to spend yeah, more money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. go all in. So uh, you got your car prepped. This is our when's our first race day.
1: Yeah, essentially the car was prepped when I bought it. Okay, and um, you know the guy that owned it before me was was a racer, and he had built this car himself. Okay. and and uh, you know I get into the car for the first time on a race weekend. Um, Ray is supporting me. He's he's storing the car. He's trailering the car to the track. Okay. I did my first race at Sonoma, which is an incredibly difficult track to do your first race at yeah. because the walls are really close and they're everywhere. And you got your license by this point? I got my license with the SCCA up at Thunder Hill. That okay. was a two-day event. Um, which was in, an incredible experience, and I fell in love with racing like immediately. Yeah. As yeah. soon as cars were close together on track, yeah. I was like, "I'm 100 percent into this." Yeah, okay. it's good. There's nothing better it's than good. like seeing somebody's front wheel disappear next to the side of your car, and seeing their mirror like come within inches of touching your side view mirror. It's I, I love the It's a the 405. Experience. I, got yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know how you guys
0: drive. <laughs> you been on PCH? Okay, so Sonoma, you race.
1: First result, what happened? Are we on the podium? <laughs> if I can remember correctly, um, I want to say- gonna it was, look it, We're going to look it up. We're definitely on. not on the podium okay, okay. for a couple of years. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Number one, you when I started it. in Spec E30, the, the packs were running about 18, 20 cars. Yeah. And I would say that the uh, the next closest car to me was probably two seconds a lap faster, and I was in last. Oh. For a while. Okay. And, okay. you know, the thing about racing is that you need a lot of track time. Yeah. And you need you need the experience of being able to know what's possible before you push to what's really possible. Okay. Because the way you drive a car on the street versus the way you car, drive a car on the track, at least, you know, yeah, and the way... I your <laughs>
2: self-preservation instincts cut in way too fast. And you're like, I've yeah. got to back off. I've got to back off. And then the car in front of you just doesn't back off. And it's fine. It's like, oh, I can... Theoretically, because we're in a spec class, like my car can do that, right. but my leg can't. Like yeah. it just won't stay on the gas pedal. It's yeah. just pure fear. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. All right. Two years, no success, still sticking with it. Absolutely. Right. Okay. okay. A Steve <laughs> Bolton's <laughs> <laughs> story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you finish this race, you're last. And like, do you hang out with the other
1: drivers? Oh, yeah, definitely. I okay. mean, the, you know, the ways in a similar kind of. Everybody's in this similar kind of place where okay. we're all pretty much spending all the money we have. Okay. And we're all there to kind of like support each other and make sure that, you know, nobody's car gets too badly messed up. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, I had yeah. some amazing experiences over the years, the past six years that I've been racing. I, I There was one experience I had where I got to the bottom of the carousel turn six at Sonoma and I looped the car into the wall. And I kind of, you know, I dropped her right rear wheel in the dirt, and the car just looped immediately on me. And when you come to the bottom of that carousel at Sonoma, the car's so loaded up that as soon as you lose traction on the right rear, the front has so much grip that it just spins you around immediately. So I did a 180-degree spin, and I had seen somebody earlier that day total their car in the exact same place. And so when the car started spinning, I was like, oh, I'm about to total this car on my first season out. (laughs) And the car whacked straight up against the wall, basically went parallel with the wall and just whacked it sideways, basically. And when it hit the wall, it, it, I thought the car was done. But I got it back to the pits, and, and the guys looked at it, and they said, listen, we have a lot of problems here, but we're going to get it fixed. And we stayed up till 11 o'clock that night you know, fixing the car so that I could race the next day. And these guys never, they didn't know me from a hole in the wall. Yeah. You know, but they all kind of banded together and got this thing done so I could get back out on track and be out there again with them the next day. And I couldn't believe that it worked out like that. Is it? Is the so the race is normally a couple days? couple day weekend, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you okay. can have a Friday warm-up and then you can, or, or a Friday test day, and then you can go into racing on the weekends. And, and the Saturday and Sunday day looks like a, a warm-up, a qualifying session, and then a race.
0: Are you ch- doing any sort of, like, Training outside of the car—is there any like fitness stuff? <laughs> is there, like, I mean, Ad, Adam listen, is just are, ballooning up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you yeah. doing the neck
2: exercises too? Are you doing those? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't. Is, I don't is.
1: think that's necessary in a 160 horsepower, you know, no. 2,700 pound, 30 year old BMW. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, but definitely, I mean, I did find that I had to do a, a major amount of stretching, like yeah. especially in my lower back and my legs were getting. <laughs> they were getting worked out in ways that they had never been worked out like <laughs> when you sit in a race car seat for that long yeah. and uh, how long are the races so the races are usually about 30 minutes but we had a couple oh. of races back then that ran as much as 50 we had one race that ran 50 one time and it was incredible
0: so when you're watching like the pros doing it for two hours or something like that's insane oh dude it's yeah.
2: crazy yeah. yeah I've only ever done you know 25 35 minutes that's it I've never done 50 or beyond it's even you know My first couple of races, it wasn't my
1: back or legs. It was my arms. My arms were exhausted. Absolutely. Your shoulders and your chest. Like, absolute exhaustion. Like, getting from the track to whatever Airbnb or hotel that I was renting was like an effort. And (laughs) and you're by yourself. Like, there's a crew that helps you, but once it's done, you're just – you guys, like – Yes. I mean, usually, like, there's a lot of, like – Camaraderie. There's a lot of eating oh, <laughs> that goes well on. The, the, the barbecues the are big, you yeah, know. Okay, yeah. There's okay. quite a bit of you know, libations passed yeah. around, right? Great I mean, for it's, racing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. There's some guys that wake up the next morning not so ready to go to warm up session. Great. S- some people don't make it to yeah. warm up. Yeah. By okay. qualifying, they're okay.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, okay, so, so we're you racing. fit right in, Steve? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I've, I've been to racetracks. I understand. Plenty of eating. Plenty of hangovers. This is your life already so all right so you're racing we got our bmw car um that's the car you race for how long
1: amazingly enough the car survived all six seasons okay and pretty good. Pretty i mean good. which to me is a miracle i yeah. mean given the number of accidents and incidents that i was in out there uh were you one of the top crashers I was definitely one of the top crashers for the first couple of years. Yeah. I had a couple of incidents that even back now when I look at the video, I think to myself, what in the hell were you thinking? You know, I had had one incident where I literally plowed into a guy, and then I backed up and went forward and hit him again. <laughs> oh. And and you can see him in the video basically with his arm out the window screaming at me, saying, yeah. like, What are you doing? Yeah as I run over the front of his car. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He just quit racing actually, that guy. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well now he knows. Yeah. So now you but put this him is in his the place. same this is the same guy that would stay up till eleven o'clock at night and help me fix my car. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like there's a lot of stuff that happens out on the track that people are able to leave on the track. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The red mist or whatever it is the, while you're The red thing. mist yeah. and, and just, you know, racing situations can be really infuriating because you spend a lot of time and a lot of money to be there. And things like a, like a Miata can mess you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? They're because the worst. It's they're Spec-y the worst. 30 in <laughs> yeah. NASA, you know, yes. Speccy 30 and, and Miatas are sometimes on track. Well, most of the time they're on track together, yeah. you know, and so... You know, even though they might be a staggered start, eventually halfway through the race, the you're classes mix. Yeah. yeah, You're right. lapping them, and they're lapping you, and and you know they're going. Well, I don't know if
2: Miata's getting lapped. Let's be clear. I think they're in front. You're but. getting lapped. The good Miata <laughs> racers. <laughs> yeah. You. Yeah.
0: You, yeah. yeah. At the yeah, back. So are definitely. <laughs> so so for our BMW. listeners to understand, all the cars go out. Yeah. And it's different groups. Mm-hmm. And. Two, two flags. Okay. Yep. And and do they kind of. Yield to you, and they know you're
1: coming, and they kind of get out of the way is kind of the rule. They're supposed to, yeah. Especially, you know, if you're faster and you're out of class, meaning you're in a different class, yeah, then they should definitely be lifting enough to let you get by, okay? Right? Yeah, you're not okay.
2: supposed to be racing, okay, at yeah. that point, okay. It's, it's a faster class, or even just a different class, so okay. it's like we're not actually racing. So just let me go. I don't want to give up any time to you, so you need to pass me as quickly as possible. I'm only going to lift for a second, Okay, but that's what's supposed to happen. That's right. But if I'm also in a battle with someone right in front of me, it's really hard for me to do that, and like, I'm trying to pass this guy over here, and now if someone wants to pass me, it gets confusing real fast.
0: All right, so a couple things. i got a couple questions before we go into the next part of this, because we're going to be talking about the best BMW race car of all time. Which I didn't know there was one, but Adam's convinced me that there is. Shut your mouth right now. Yeah, because we won't talk about their F1. uh, Oh, we're going to talk about their F1, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, all their wins. Yeah. Um, But, uh, okay, so number one memory from racing.
1: Well, the number one memory from racing for me was last year's national championship race. Okay. Which is being at Laguna Seca, racing at Laguna Seca for the first time ever. You know, having my family there. It being an absolutely incredible weekend weather-wise, just trying to strategize around what was coming in terms of weather. The final championship race, we had a guessing game as to whether or not it was going to rain up until about three minutes you before race the start. Rain? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, okay. uh, there's racing happening in rain up at Sonoma today. Yeah. yeah. These aren't Ferraris,
2: Steve. They don't break in the rain. Whoa. Keep going.
1: Well,
0: they do just <laughs> fine in Formula One. Just fine.
1: So, we'll see. okay. So that was, uh, how did you do in that race? So, yeah, I mean, it was an incredible race and, and I ended up finishing, uh, I, I, I like to call it ninth and it was ninth in the books and it was strong you know, ninth. a yeah. strong ninth, single digits, which was probably a good five or six places better than I expected. And, and my goal was 15th out of the 35 cars that started and through the events of the weekend, which, you know, Consisted of a qualifying race and, and another qualifying race and then the, the main event. Through the events of the weekend, you know, I just was I was fortunate enough to evade a lot of incidents in the first yeah. race. The first race we had probably seven different incidents. I Were got you hit- causing most of them. I okay. I <laughs> did get hit really hard at at, yeah. at turn one in the first lap of the uh, second qualifying race, and I thought it was the end of my race, but my car kept going. Uh, we saw some rain that race as well. Um, and you know, I mean, at 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 the end of the weekend, yeah, ninth place—that's an amazing way to go out, you know. Okay. And I kind of planned the whole year that if I could just do this one kind of bucket list event at Laguna Seca, that six years of racing would be enough for me, because I was kind of looking at the fact that uh, to get faster and to get better was going to be a significant tick up and in investment. Yeah, and it was time to take a break. But so here we are. I hear that there might be. More plans.
0: More plans. Well... Are we allowed to talk about those? Um, Your wife's never going to hear this. My wife's worry. not going to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, mean... we don't this,
1: have to. No, we can't. Because Adam's available for a seat, is what we're and saying. And the good thing about this new car that yeah. I have is that it does Autonomous. have a passenger seat. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm, yeah, I'm really, really excited about this car All that right. we have coming down from Seattle this week, and, um, you know, I... I Really missed the E90 M3 that I owned, the yeah. V8 M3, and I've been looking at them nonstop ever since and, and just wishing I could get back into them. But the difference between now and then is that now I know what a race car feels like. Yeah. And now I know what what driving a car, you know, at at 9 tenths anyway okay. feels like. Yeah. And I want to do that in the 90 m3 so the car that we've picked up is uh, uh basically a time attack car it's it's fully stripped out it's got a cage it's got all the right suspension components it's got the right exhaust the guy's taking really good care of it and he's he's won a number of trophies up in the up in the northwest doing time attack stuff so we're going to bring it down here and see what it can do down here at, at uh, the SoCal tracks. Okay, so you're going to do time attacks now. So that's like different. So that's the idea. Of racing. It's, it's a different kind of racing where you okay. race against the clock. You don't have to get into the fire suit. You don't have to worry that much about car to car contact. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, you have a car that you can drive to the track. You don't need to worry about a trailer and truck or getting it stored or any of that stuff. It's like this is a car that is actually streetable that can be driven to the track, driven oh, fast, okay. and driven home. Okay. You know, Ferraris can't do that, but no. BMWs. No.
0: They're not, that's not what they're designed for. No, no. Mm-mm. Time attack, please. <laughs> we're too busy racing. All right, so. Uh, getting coffee. That, that's that's our, uh, that's our intro. So we have uh, an amazing race car driver, and Adam with us today. So we're going to talk about. Hurtful. Um, BMW race cars. Uh, yeah. What we're going to try and do is pick a favorite. So we're kind of structuring this podcast a little different. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to, and we're not going to go through our regular stuff. So we're just going to pick one car. Each discuss it and hopefully come to a result of how wrong we all are. About I mean, I've,
2: I've got some BMW racing history to oh. go through. If oh. you want to take a nap real fast, Steve,
0: I'll run it. Well, our some listeners will be. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, well, you go through the history and then when you're wrong, Ezra just jump in and correct him. <laughs> so, because uh, he's like living history, so he's been there.
2: Well, so let's see what Ezra knows okay. about the 1920s. Yeah, <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. High school was
0: tough, but he was still racing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, BMW scored their first success on the racetrack in 1929 mm-hmm. in uh, the Alpine Rally in a BMW 315, which was ironically their first car mm-hmm. ever.
0: Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. So they won they their first They win a race, car. and then the depression starts. Yeah, basically. Coincidence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you've never
2: if you've never heard of a BMW 315, uh, there's no wonder it was 1929. Uh, basically, picture like a Ford Model T. That's what it looks like. A little better looking, maybe. Mm, Barely, slightly. I mean, as BMWs go. Oh, yes. <laughs> So yeah, their first victory all the way back in the 1929. Uh, first success at the Nurburgring, 1936. Keep going, and then Does I'll say what car what
1: that was. I can it? find out, but okay. I don't know. right
2: now. <sighs> now I gotta, no, no, now this I gotta look uh, this yeah, up. Yeah, uh, I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to know models, model numbers. Steve, I'm gonna let you Google that. Yep. Okay. Nürburgring, 1936. It was the uh, the car makers 328. called
0: 328. Okay. BMW 328.
1: Interesting. Now yeah. You're Fast with a Google. Uh, that's uh, what I do. That's what
0: I do. Uh, a lot of time alone.
2: 1972 the founding of bmw motorsports so basically until 1972 yes bmw was racing they were just you know it was it was the early automotive days they just had an office somewhere in the back and some guy Mm -hmm. was just racing and they maybe or maybe not paid him Uh, but in the 70s everything got a little more serious and they created their own company bmw motorsport that is where BMW M started. Pretty clever, amazing. They're up Pretty all late. They're up late on that I realized one. that was yeah. seventy two.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so what they said. Did in... you think it was more recent or later? No, I just didn't know it was so closely timed with my birth. There you go. It was almost like they saw oh, the need. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they got the message. <laughs> yeah. And they were just like, yeah. Knew something
0: was coming. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Build it. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. they his start- parents need a faster car to get away <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: they started <laughs> with a just 35 people on the team uh, and they started with a bmw 2002 mm-hmm. uh, that they spec'd for rallying oh wow pretty sweet um, and then they wanted to get into touring car uh, championship so it's 1973 and they said this is a development year. You know, this is our first real year in business. Let's just develop a car. We're not going to win the championship. Mm-hmm. They said that in the press. Uh, well, they won the championship. They won the European Touring Car Championship in the BMW 3.0 CSL. That was Ooh. the Batmobile. That is the Batmobile, the Batmobile, Steve.
0: So you start in 1972. Yep. First car out of the gates is the Batmobile. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. I got to give him a little credit.
2: So-called yeah. because it looks... Fairly similar to George Barris's Batmobile from the old uh, had some TV wings show. on, had it. had a lot of wings, yeah, a yeah. lot of wings and a yeah. lot of scoops. Yeah, yeah. Um, such a pretty car. Yeah, um, so yeah, they came right out, right out winning. Um, they also won the Six Hour of Nurburgring that year as well with the CSL. So right out of the gate, doing real well. Uh, they Touring Car Championship 1973, uh, debatedly 1983 Formula One World Championship.
0: Mm. But it's under Brabham. Yeah. I mean, engine supplier. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's
2: it was a
1: BMW power plant. Though. Yes. Yeah.
2: On BMW's website, they claim it. They say, we won the championship. Of course they do. Of course they do. But it wasn't their car. It wasn't well,
0: their team. Yeah. It was yeah.
2: their engine. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the Brabham BMW BT52N, slash uh, driven by Nielsen PK, 1983. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1987, uh, World Touring Car Championship in the E30 M3. That's right. 1987, European (laughs) Touring Car Championship, BMW M3. Keep going. Uh, And uh, 1999, 24 Hours of Le Mans in their big old V12. And
1: that V12. That LMP V12. Uh,
2: an unbelievable number of race wins in between there. These are just the highlights, especially with the E30 M3. It mm-hmm. just really that's right. dominated. Um, but these are just kind of the highlights of BMW racing, at least that they're the most proud of. Uh, yeah,
0: I think that's what I got. So I've got a list here of supposed, just to give you some ammo, because I know you probably already picked your favorite, but I got a list here of what, they, what most people consider the best um, race cars from BMW of all time. I might be wrong, but I'm going to go through them, and I can I can already see your response. So you're like, yeah, uh, I feel like
1: we're being set up here.
0: No, 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 I've approved. I've approved this list. Yeah, 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 oh, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 BMW 328. All right. 1930s. 1930s. You know, that's the first one. Uh, the Batmobile, which we already talked about. The M1 Pro Car. Uh, the 2002 from 68. Great car, um, oh, great car. I, have you seen his beam his contraption? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I have an image in my head. I'm oh curious what God. color though. Silver. Okay. Well, nice. is it primer or is that silver? It's silver. Okay. okay. <laughs> you <laughs> shut okay. your <laughs> mouth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, who yeah. wants a prancing horse? It just makes no sense. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Um, uh, Six thirty-five CS, 1980. Really. Yep.
1: That's interesting. Mm, I I'll, I'll tell you the reason why later in a second.
2: It's also pretty. It's
1: also pretty. It's I mean it's amazing but like to picture it as a race car. Yeah. It's a little Oh yeah,
0: it did well. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Uh I've got the uh your E30 M3. Incredible. Right. Yeah. Uh V12 LMR 1999. Uh the we put the BMW Sauber F1 car in there. Sure. As a race car. yes yeah. fair enough. And then the brave One B252. So those are kind of the collection that we had. Out of that, we're going to kind of pick our favorites. I know your favorite's in there. I don't know what Adam's is. He's going to get some random choice. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to give you, uh, what was the one that you had questions about? 6.30, 6.35? Yeah, tell tell us a little bit about that Okay, so the reason um, that one was important, or the reason is just the uh, regulations for racing changed a little bit. Okay. So what they're able to do is that, like, the touring cars have become so far removed from their road-going counterparts Similar to F1, where it's, like, has nothing to do with, you know. And even they were trying to do the, like, race on Sunday, sell on Monday type thing. And so so as a result, the Federation said, okay, uh, from 1982 to be eligible for the top-level touring class, manufacturers had to produce at least 25,000 examples. It used to be a lot less. Oh, wow. Uh, the car with annual production, at least 5,000 units, blah, 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 blah. So... Um, basically, their initial response was to field an E twenty eight five series, the five twenty eight I. That was uncom- uncompetitive, even lost to the Jags. Sorry. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Scrap yeah. that right yeah. away. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, anyway, and so uh, that entered the six thirty five uh, CSI, uh, and basically they did a couple privately prepared groups of these cars, and um, they ended up, like, just winning a bunch of stuff. This is where Alpina comes in. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That makes and, sense. And uh, final assembly was uh, Schnitzer. Sure. You know that name, right? Yeah. So, suddenly, you had all these pieces kind of come together to make this car fairly special, uh, low weight, um, you know, and it was just more powerful than the, the Jags, and so it was it was a big thing for them, even though it's hard to imagine it racing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But imagine it as a touring car, you know. Keep them. It's not. It's so. Yeah, anyway, absolutely.
2: Now I know we're not doing a lot of our categories because oh, ta- we can. We're talking There's racing. no rules. But yeah.
0: YouTube. Yes. Yes. We
2: did find some BMW racing on YouTube.
0: So uh, not a lot. I mean, there was some. You know, we got up. We go on YouTube and we pick the one that's got the most views. Um, there was some random ones, but the main one was the F1 car versus a sport bike. I don't know if you've seen that. So that had the most of 21 million views. It's pretty okay. good. Uh, 21 million. Actually, actually, a pretty fun little video to watch if you get a chance. So, yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh,
2: I wanna I wanna hear what Ezra's favorite BMW racer is.
1: Okay. What you're, you're
0: going? I think you already told us, but go
1: ahead. I mean, I, I yeah. It's got to be the E30 M3 okay. DTM car. Strong okay. choice. hundred percent. Without any kind of argument or question in my mind. Now. These are all amazing cars in my mind. I mean, I can picture one I mean, of them on you're into, track. I mean, yeah, yeah But the E yeah. thirty, the <laughs> so, <laughs> here's the thing about the E thirty M three. Like, first of all, the homologation of the car and what was necessary to do that. Yeah. You take what a lot of people consider, or did consider for a long time, to be a totally bland, super boring. I think it was actually BMW's tagline.
0: Super bland,
2: super boring. <laughs> yeah, I think that's
1: <laughs> actually true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to imagine that the E30...
2: Given your advertising <laughs> cr- yeah, I, I could see that. The
1: ultimate boring machine, I think is
2: what it was, actually.
1: Yeah. I, it's, listen, if you had never driven an E30, how do you look at that car and say to yourself, ultimate driving experience? No. Like...
2: Three boxes, no way.
1: Yeah. No way. No way. I mean, you, lo- you think of a car that is... So looks, we're in agreement. It looks <laughs> like part luxury, part economy... You know, super conservative. Yeah. But then the E thirty M3 comes along. Yeah. And, you know, the 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 design of the car is completely purpose built. You know, when you look at the car, all you can think of is what makes the car go fast on a track. It's it's absolute utility, you know, which is one of the things that I love about BMWs on the whole, and every BMW I've ever driven feels like it was specifically built for one purpose, and that's performance driving, you know? I mean, even some of the cars that aren't really built for you know, being on track or, or being a performance machine feel like they have that element of connectedness in terms of the road, for me anyway, as a driver, right? So, you know, when you look at the E30 M3 and you think to yourself, there isn't a single body panel on this car, aside from the hood and the roof, that it shares in common, with the the E30 that your grandma was driving on the yeah. street, then you recognize a car that was specifically built for one purpose, and that's racing.
2: But isn't even the roof changed because of the rear glass and everything? Like, yeah,
1: yeah, like, yeah. It's just the the hood. sunroof panel, yeah, and the hood, yeah. are the only thing that shares in common, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, and f- for and I know, love
2: how that's homologated. It's like, oh yeah, we totally sell this car on the street. Yeah. Change everything. everything except for the <laughs> roof. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Everything, the engine. I mean, the engine, yep. the S14 engine, is one of the most astounding. It, number one, it's a beautiful engine to look at. When you open the hood and you're looking at this little four-cylinder power plant, everything is exposed. You know, it's like the airbox is there. You can see the throttle bodies right there. You can see the exhaust coming out. It has tons of space. And you can't understand in your head why a little tiny four-cylinder engine like that could put out that kind of power and move that car the way that it does. But it just blows my mind, you know, that they basically chopped two cylinders off, you know, a bigger motor and made this little race motor that was so successful. And how they got 300 plus horsepower out of it for the European DTM cars is mind blowing. Uh,
2: The E30 M3 is it's it's pretty and it's okay. I you know, it is the winningest BMW ever if you're into such gaudy titles, I am not. I'm more of a purist. Uh, you were not into winning. I've yeah, <laughs> seen. Yeah, now yeah, we think, know. You know, if that's all you're chasing, fine. Take yeah, the E30. Yeah, M3. Well, you're chasing. I think. I think what's better is you want you want what started it all. You want a 2002. You want the spiritual ancestor of your E30. You want my car. That's the best BMW racer of all time.
0: Was the 2002 ever an art car?
2: Nah, no, no. No, of not, no. no. But
0: the M3 was, right? The M3 was an yeah. art car. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. Uh, Warhol
2: uh, wasn't alive yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're both wrong. The one you want, the only one that should be racing or spoken of is the M1. Because art car? Uh, well, one of the reasons, yeah, yeah. No. But because they did that M1 race series which, if you look it up, is the coolest thing ever because they're all xf
1: one racers. Uh, we, we've we got to talk about this race series a little bit. Because yeah. if they tried to do something like this today... Can you imagine? I mean, so forget the, about it, Drive to Survive. So, the, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the
2: specifics are they started an M1 series yeah. that mostly raced before... It followed the F1 yep. calendar.
0: Similar to the Porsche ones. Yeah, so it, yeah. it,
2: it followed them around the world. It, or, like, know. warms up the track. Yes. Um, and the, kind of the deal was is... It was a mix of competitors, but they said, okay, F1 drivers, depending on how you qualify in the F1 qualifying will determine if you can race in the BMW M1. So I, I don't know the specifics. I think it was probably, you know, top three, top five, top 10, whatever it was. It was the top X number of drivers in qualifying would then get to drive the BMW The next day, in like the little promotional race against like gentleman drivers, upcoming F two drivers, people that just paid enough money and
1: amateurs, like it was bizarre. It's so amazing to me that this even happened.
2: And Nielsen PK, uh, who we already said you know took the championship in his uh, in his BMW engined F one car, he won the first series. And another F1 driver won the second year. And it only lasted two or three years.
0: Yeah, it didn't last very long. But so, what a
2: weird, like, why can't they do that today? Just part like, of it was. Right, would. Top four qualifiers, yeah. go race in a, a Subaru BRZ yeah. the day before. Yeah. And then amazing. jump in F1 Oh, car. it'd be
0: amazing. Yeah. And so when the M1 came out, people were like, oof. Nobody was into it. Nobody wanted one. Nobody wanted to buy one. Which it, is bizarre because I think not, it's so pretty. It was not – uh, well. I, I, hear yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. And uh, so they created this series because they were like, well, we're going to do all these cars. Yeah. We need this to do something with these cars. This supposed to be a supercar. Yeah, yeah, this <laughs> was supposed to be a supercar. And people were like, mm, like the Lamborghini story, all that kind of stuff. So they created this series. And if you go on YouTube and watch the old ra- – it's like all your legends of F1 racing – Similar to when, uh, like, Santa would race in the Mercedes, and they would all race the same spec car. Like, that's the coolest thing. And these ra- and these guys, because they didn't give two shits about the car, are driving these M1s, like, at just just going, smack, for, just it. going <laughs> for
1: it. And it's amazing. The videos and pictures yeah. of those M1 pro car races yeah. are absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, to imagine that many M1s on track at the same time. It's just fantastic.
2: Also, I mean, coming from an F1 car, it's a slower car. So you're just like, I, I have the reflexes to handle this. I'm totally fine. Like, let's do it. Let's just throw it into a corner. Yeah, it must have been child's play for them coming from a little tube chassis space frame
1: thing. It would be amazing. Yeah. You mentioned Lamborghini. I mean, yeah. we're not talking about, you know, a V12 Lamborghini engine in the back of these things. This was a straight six mm-hmm. yeah. engine mm-hmm. in the back of the M1, which is like another... Crazy. It's, I mean... There is something to the fact that they didn't sell a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. people started looking out of the hood and they're like, wait a second, what am I getting?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, imagine being BMW and thinking, oh, we need some way to help us. Who can we talk to? <laughs> so we got this guy making tractors. Let's get the Italians to help us out. So they make these things. And so uh, they wanted to keep them at low value or low numbers, low value. Um, and so Lamborghini was only making like, of like seven, seven or 800 cars a year. So they were like, this is perfect. Um, and then, uh, you know, we hit some issues with the car. Apparently, they were making them and Lamborghini wasn't paying anyone. Uh, and so that's why it collapsed, supposedly. Just like suppliers weren't being paid and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So, um, but anyway, uh, that's why the M1's awesome because it's, it's the best race series ever.
2: It does have a good race series. I'll give mm-hmm. you that.
0: And it was an art car
1: couple of them, I think.
0: Yeah. You,
2: you two in your gaudy art cars. See, mine's pure.
0: Mine's <sighs>
1: no, just not. racing. No, it's not. No, <laughs> yours is like a commuter car. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the, the determining factor in any great race car has to be the number of wins. And oh, the M3, how dare you. The <laughs> E30 M3 DTM completely destroyed all the competition in British touring car, German touring car, 24 hours in Nürburgring, it, it it dominated for a good four years in a row. That's like the businessman racing stuff,
0: right? Well, <laughs> listen, mean, just, a bunch of saloons. Just because you didn't have solid competition,
2: that's not my fault. <laughs> uh, the 2002 is going up against big old Camaros and Mustangs. You know, I had a harder time of it. And oh, m- I would say M1 German- didn't do anything. It just, yeah, no. The M1 only
0: raced m one Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what's awesome. That's Yeah, exactly. God, yeah. This
1: reminds me so much of the celebrity race at the Long Beach yeah. Grand Prix. Yeah. The Germans are like, we only want one race in there. <laughs> that's not unusual. Yeah.
0: Uh, but I do want to talk about how, uh, so basically the reason it wouldn't be done today is that Formula One drivers are not allowed to drive other manufacturers, like oh not, right, like there be, and so but even back then they were like, this is stupid. What? What are we doing? <laughs> and so Bernie was like, how much money do you need? And was literally giving these like Andretti and whatever, um, like okay, I'm gonna give you some cash and yep. you're gonna race this car tomorrow. Yeah. And so it was just it was so casual. There was like barely qualifying. It was just this like all out. And they just destroyed these cars. Um,
1: but, uh, but that's the, the reason we see a video or a picture of 30 or 40 of them on yeah, track. And yeah. Now there's yeah. like five of yeah. them left.
0: Um, but the winner yeah. would get, uh, a road car, would get an M, because they Cut were just trying out. to get rid of these things. So the winner got an M1 road car. Yeah. So, um, that's amazing. Yeah.
2: So yeah. there's our celebrity owner, Nielsen PK, has an M1. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but they did only get it, I think it was, um, uh, did it for a couple years. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's two or three. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What else do we want to go over?
2: Uh, that's BMW racing as well. It, obviously, very successful manufacturer. Less successful in F1, but we'll see if they can take another stab at it. Otherwise, touring cars have dominated.
0: Technically, a long time. so you also had the BMW engine in the McLaren. Yep. If you count that. Yep. So, oh, yeah. So that's that's so they're good at being an engine supplier, um, maybe not getting uh, the team together entirely. Sure. So, um, speaking of that engine, um, I want to talk about the. Uh, you want to guess the horsepower on that engine? Back in the day, the, the M1 th- six cylinder? No, on the Brabham car.
1: The
2: F1. Yeah. I don't even know what. Is that the V8 generation? I don't even know.
0: Tur- it was a turbo.
2: Oh. It was a turbo. Oh, yeah. then I'm gonna go nine hundred.
0: What's your guess? Eight fifty. Twelve eighty. Fuck. Excuse
1: me. <laughs> yeah. It
2: was over a thousand. I was like, I can't have it. Okay.
1: Uh
0: <laughs> it's a four cylinder. <laughs> what? And in qualifying, um, it got up to fourteen hundred. <laughs>
1: Unbelievable. A
0: lot of times the engine didn't make it. Sure. But uh, that doesn't matter, it didn't have it's to. It's a pretty, pretty um.
2: I don't know if there were engine caps back then. So, yeah, just yeah. like, yeah. One well, engine for qualifying. they
0: fun. would use a certain engine for qualifying, and then they built another one to use for the race. Yeah. Because you could just dial them up and blow them up. And yep. they were literally designed to go for like, yeah, this, five w- laps. this
2: will last two hours, and yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. And then it's yeah. irrelevant.
0: Yeah. So, um, pretty impressive stuff. So, uh, that's kind of BMW racing. Uh, do you want to talk about that LMR car at all? That V12.
1: I mean, it's such an incredible car. Yeah. Kind of has to be talked about. A yeah. I mean, just the sheer beauty of the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a work of art. Beauty? Not, uh, it's not, ugly.
0: Not a good looking car. It's ugly. Yeah.
1: We're talking about the same car. V12, <laughs> LMR. Comp- cockpit. Yeah. 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 Prototype car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow.
0: No. Well, the tiny no.
2: little nostrils up front. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The little kidneys, the mini yeah. kidneys up front. And I think then, they're just see, trying.
1: This is, this is another example of you know, aesthetics over utility. Because when I look at that car, all I think about is purpose-built. Yeah. Even those little kidneys up front? I mean, that that's, was...
2: that's quite an excuse to use for yeah. this car. Like, yeah. well, of course
1: it's ugly. It's purpose-built. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's still ugly. Listen, I mean, BMW has definitely gone off the rails with the kidney design and mm-hmm. kind a of number of different Yeah, things. this mm-hmm. is in the opposite direction. This is, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, you know, it's like the, when you look at that car, all you can think of is winning. Like, the, the thing just no. looks like no. it's built for only one reason, no. and that is speed and winning.
0: Well, no, no. You look
1: at it and I think, see, I hope that's fast. I see <laughs> I hope that's fast. Yeah. three <laughs> different
2: designs that were cobbled together on one sheet of paper, yeah. and said that's the, all And then they one.
1: melted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess you <laughs> have to, like, you have to get over that hump about uh, prototype cars in general, because <laughs> prototype cars in general are kind of hideous. Not
2: all out. of them, no. Just this one. This yeah. one is ugly. There's some prototypes that are very good looking. This is awful. There is,
1: there is one car, though, that we haven't really... We haven't re- there is one E46 M3 race car that we haven't really touched on. Okay. Which was the E46 M3 PTG race car, which had a very, very, very short lifespan due to the fact that people deemed it was breaking a number of rules. And if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was either V... Ten power. Okay. What's it, what was it called? The forty six M three, PTG. Car of the IMSA racing. Early two uh, thousands. Mm.
0: Okay. Now, what was the issue with this?
1: Essentially, it was so unbelievably fast that they just deemed that it was bending bending all kinds of rules, and it, I think it had like one year lifespan in the class. 2001. Incredible car. Bill Oberlin drove the wheels off of it. And I think set. it was
0: mid-90s these were coming out.
1: E46 is... Uh, yeah, that's going to be... 2000. Yeah, here it is. E46 um, M3 GTR. Okay.
0: And, yeah, no, it did uh, very impressive results. And then they just... They said... Yeah. It basically so, outlawed it. That's right. So BMW dominated GT class, swept the manufacturer, team, and driver's championship with the VA-powered GTR. They proved too awesome, however, and the racing rules made the car ineligible to
1: return. That's it.
0: Nice. Nice. <laughs> hey, you're too fast. Said, this is too good. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to shut you down. Yeah. You ever seen one of those?
1: In person? Yeah, yeah. I have, actually. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. It has some pretty silly looking uh, fender wells. The extensions on it kind of look they, – they look a little out of place. So But so successful, they got canceled.
0: While we get to the end here, we're going to wrap it up in a second. Uh, since you have a young protege here, uh, is there – can you give like two tips of advice that you've learned over all this that you can share with him? I just want to – curious what it is. What, I, ne- I we-
2: need to get from my 15th yeah. place to your ninth. Yeah,
1: yeah. The um, – jeez. The number one – the number one thing that I had to learn in in the Need cars to that mic. was yeah. to really, really pay attention to what other drivers were doing, follow them as closely as possible, and just stay off the brake. It's like yeah. these cars because they're because they're momentum cars. You know, you have to learn how to carry that momentum, and and the best thing that you can possibly do is to like ask other racers a lot of questions. And I know it's not easy to do in a class like Miata because those guys are. They're a, different, um, they're a different group. They're, the Miata drivers are really competitive, you know. And um, the BMW guys, I think, are a closer group, and they're more willing to kind of share yeah. tips and tricks. But the, the number one thing that I had to learn was that when, you're, when you start to feel like the car is out of control, then you know you're going fast, you know. Oh, And, okay. and when you start feeling like the car is sliding around – all the time, like it's really just right on the edge of crashing. All the time, then you know you have a fast lap. Yeah, you I know?
2: can I can see on the the race winning cars, you can see it in their car that they're just on the edge all the time. Yeah, they're just dancing yeah. over the pavement. And you're like, I'm not even close to that because yeah. I feel connected and I can tell what the wheels are doing. But in those couple of corners, when you do feel like you're just floating, just a little bit off the surface, like. That's what it needs to feel like for the whole lap.
1: Yeah, and that's why racing in the rain is so important. Like, when you get the opportunity to race in the rain, it changes everything. Like, the number one thing, and everybody always told me, was get on a skid pad, get on a skid pad. Learn how to drive the car out of control. Learn how to slide the car around and control it while it's in a full drift. Because if you can be in a full drift around every corner, you're going fast. There's no doubt about it, you know. And um, the best thing... Like, the best thing I had to learn, really, was just to really have fun with it and let go of the idea that I was ever going to be on the podium. Because once I could forget about being on the podium and just have fun, that's when I started to really get fast. Or faster. Okay. I never okay. got... I, I mean, was going to say, yeah. By yeah. definition, I would never really... When yeah, you're ninth place, fast. Ninth place, fast. Yeah. Ninth place okay. fast.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: Steve,
1: you never even been out to a track. I don't have to. <laughs> I don't have to. Yeah. I have a Ferrari. I'm good. Um, you're welcome to ride along in the E90 when I take it out, though. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, all the tracks are in such like crap areas. Like you I wish have to, to were, go like to the grapevine. Re- yeah, like your car it. can't pull no. that kind of torque. No, no, it's not gonna make it. it doesn't. Right. That? No, that's for like yeah, like shipping. That's like a shipping lane. Yeah, it's not for <laughs> driving. Uh, so, okay. All things being different, say you're a young person again, all the money in the world. How would you do? What would you do? Oh, like, What man. Would be different.
1: All the money in the world as a young person. Or, or even I would, now, like,
0: it's, let's just say, like, with all the experience you have now, um, money not being a factor, what's the dream? Like, how would, how would you go about it?
1: I think the number one thing the number one thing is to find the cheapest entry point yeah. and spend as much time doing that as you can. Okay. And honestly, in retrospect, I had a good friend um, who basically got me on this path because he was telling me all these amazing stories yeah. about racing his, his car at, uh, at Buttonwillow. And he actually backed off of racing and went to karting. Okay. And karting is the deal. Is the way to It's do the it. way to go. It, you know, mm. for $5,000, you can buy a really fast kart. You can get on track a lot, lot cheaper. Yeah. I have not personally done a proper track myself, but everybody that I talk to that's done it is addicted. Yeah. And it's so amazing for young kids and the way to develop their racing skills mm-hmm. is start with that kart, go to the track as much as possible. Eventually, maybe you get to elevate onto a road course, you know, with a big boy car, you know. But the karting experience, you can tell just by watching the videos. And, you know, I know that lower price point makes it that much more enjoyable. And it's something you can do as a family. I would have loved to do that stuff with my We Well, dad. you got kids. I, I am so close to putting my, <laughs> yeah. my son yeah. in a cart. I'm yeah. so close to
0: doing it. Do you guys still and want me to record this? It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to happen. It's yeah. probably going to
1: happen in yeah. the near future. Okay.
0: Okay. That's, that's excellent news. On that note, I think that's. I think end. we've covered everything, right? So uh, get your M1 car. Uh, have you did we look up on what's it going to cost us for our cars what's a what's a E30 M3 I mean I got to
1: I got to say right now an E30 M3 yeah race De- prepped race prepped car will sell it, it'll go for less than a road going low mileage E30 M3 yes and we're talking probably 50 to 60 grand less these days hmm. yeah you can get a race prepped E30 M3 for Probably around 60, 70 if you can find one. Okay, I would guess. What about
0: your two thousand two? What's going to set us back?
1: Yeah, 15, 20 grand.
0: Okay, I'm about nine hundred grand for <laughs> one of these. Uh, I don't know how race worthy it would be. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm not
1: spending that kind of money on a race car. No. I've seen what happens. uh,
2: I do not see any E30 M3 race cars for sale on the racing car forums.
1: No, there's not a lot of them out
0: there. Nothing, yeah. So can't buy one this week, but maybe next week. Okay. Maybe next week. All right. Well, Ezra, thank you. This was awesome. Thank you very much for coming on. It's the longest I've ever spoken about BMWs, and I think I'm good. But uh, (laughs) I'm hoping at some point you can go coach him because I want to, like, go to a race where he's racing. We need to go.
1: I would love to convince and you to stay on track and yeah. spend every dollar you have. Yeah. yeah. So we need to go, but this is I think Steve, with our you're not going to drive that far. No, no, that's all right. That's all
0: right. Well, I'll do it remotely. I'll do it over <laughs> Zoom. But we need to. We need to get. I think you can bring him along with your knowledge and yeah. Yeah. Be it's fun. like it's like the color of money, but with you
1: know not pool with a racing. Not it gives good looking people, but yeah. yeah, We're gonna sync up. I'm gonna bring the E90 out to one of the days yeah. you're on track, and we'll yeah. make it happen. let will see yeah. what happens. I just want you to actually
0: throttle him yeah. <laughs> just to see like ninth place and 11th neck and neck. I mean, like
1: what a battle. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if I can drive a Miata. I don't know if no. I can bring myself to do it. No, just yeah. how dare you. say. Yeah. How can. dare you. All right. We'll settle it at K1. K1 <laughs>
0: Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank That's you. it for us. We'll see you guys next week. All right, bye. Bye.